Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Science of Golf Performance Series. And my name is Tyler. This is... I am Alex. And I'm Chris. And we're here to talk to you today about how to interpret your home assessment results. So a big component of what we do here is we um, have online training. Uh, we train individuals all throughout the world with our mobile app. And I know I train quite a few people, actually, um, all over the place. I have uh, one, one tr um, athlete in Brazil. I have another one from Australia. Do you have anybody? I had one in Brazil. And I think we have one Ireland, is the way you want to say. Ireland, UK. Yeah. yeah. Name it. yeah. 11 different countries, right? We've had or yeah. have people. Yeah. So we, we are literally all over the world with our training. And um, how this works is Alex and I take the bulk of all of our online clients and we train everybody through our mobile app, the Bridge Tracker. And with that, when everybody gets started with their training, we uh, assign them their initial testing. And um, a couple components of the initial testing are we test their mobility, we test their power, and we test them through a series of movements in which we think are important in moving forward with their training. So we're going to kind of talk to you a little bit um, about our testing in which we do with our online train or with our online clients and, and how somebody who is all the way across the world can understand and interpret the results that they're being given from their um, from their mobility power and movement testing so yeah. um, let's yeah, just so start with that start with mobility yeah so the first thing that we look at here with um the testing is mobility so ultimately what everything comes down to is how well are you able to move and this is the first thing that we assign all of our our virtual or online clients is the mobility testing with that we test out the four major rotary centers we test out your neck rotation your shoulder rotation as well as your rotation through your spine and your hips and then we also test out your um, flexibility through the, the anterior and posterior side of your hips as well. Um, What's well, anterior and posterior? So anterior and posterior, good question. So anterior would be the front, posterior would be the back. So we're looking to see how far you can reach your hands up over your head and, and to see whether or not you can bend over and touch your toes. Why do we even, why do we care about this stuff? Yeah, so I think we, we look at this and we use these same tests in-house that we do uh, from a virtual standpoint. Um, for the same reasons. We're looking at it from an injury perspective and we're looking at it from a performance perspective. We know that if we lack any mobility in any of these centers, there's going to be something holding us back in our ability to produce speed in our golf swing. Um, it's going to assure that we have a higher risk for injury in the golf swing or any other movements that we're performing in the training program. Um, so these are important. It's, it's one of those big quadrants too address when looking at the big picture i think it's usually like the low-hanging fruit i mean you guys correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure it's like the easiest like we can get the most bang for our time uh, you know during by just addressing these areas if these are restricted yeah in them yeah honestly a lot of our programs start with uh just mobility like that's it that's like the bulk of it because most of our clients that we have are going to be of that 50 plus age range and that age range usually lacks mobility in those four centers the most 50 percent fail if you're yeah. over 50 the likelihood that you, yeah. Yeah, the average 50 percent of you will fail two of them so tyler and i spend our days going through many uh, mobility test videos oh i probably i probably watch within a month i probably watch 100 different hip internal rotation videos i don't know about you yeah. but um we have alex and i have we've seen it all we've seen anything and everything from um 10 degrees of hip rotation to 90 degrees of trunk rotation um and ultimately i so guess it's really bad to really good yeah yeah we've seen both ends of the spectrum but um 
I guess what kind of what Alex is kind of saying, this is probably the most important, and Chris kind of touched on it as well. Um, it's what you can get the biggest bang for your buck because ultimately what it comes down to is how well are you able to move. If you're not able to move well, then you're not going to be able to train well. You're not going to be able to swing well, and you're not going to be able to play well, which is why, hopefully, why you're training with us. You want to be able to play better. Um, so that's what we look at first. Um, what do you do then after you assess someone's mobility, Alex? So after assessing their mobility and we go over it with that client, um, I'll let them know that I'm going to customize their program to increase where they where the limiting factor is, basically. Um, you know, most of the time, the goals for these people are to increase club head speed or to just be healthier, feel better. Um, so I explain to them why mobility and increasing the mobility and bringing it up to par is going to help them with both of those things. Good job, everybody. Par. Allocated yeah. So, <laughs> so that's how we kind of interpret the mobility side for them, and then go right into the program. And you know, the first thing we go into before working any strength or speed or anything else in the program is going to be: you're going to go into the gym. You're going to start working the soft tissue around the areas that we put in there uh, to increase the mobility in whatever center that they lack. Yeah, yeah, and and that all comes down to we we need to be able to increase how well or, or improve how well you're able to move. So increase your, your range of motion through those four major rotary centers. Um, and then once we move beyond there, or once we address that, we move on to um, our power testing. So um, I've probably done this about 60 times on, on the phone with our one-on-one -on -one calls. However, um, explaining your power testing, the, the best way to explain this here is we have a couple different power assessments and we kind of split them up into two categories. We have, um, you, we have you test out your club head speed. Um, that is what we would call more of your specific power testing. And then on top of that, we have you do a series of different medicine ball throws and we test your vertical jump. Um, what that is testing is, that's testing how well you're able to uh, produce power um, generally. So we take your specific and your general power, or power producing capabilities and we look to see where you rank in our database. So we've collected over thousands of data points. 100 plus data points mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah. And I guess the cool thing is, when you guys do that, like, you know, when you submit what your testing data is, like, we're not looking at it, like, compared to PGA Tour pros mm -hmm. or compared to 12-year-old kids. Mm -hmm. Like, like we're, we're comparing you to other men and women your age. So, mm -hmm. for guys, we're comparing you to guys. For girls, we're comparing you to girls. So, it's like, we know, like, biologically, like, this is where, <laughs> you know, this is what other people in your age group are able to do and the database mm -hmm. at this point is so large with hundreds of people in each of those groups mm -hmm. that it's it, it really kind of allows you to see and i think allows us to see as coaches of like man like whew, like your ceiling is actually really high like mm -hmm. i know you don't like to hear this now but your everything's really not good right now but the good <laughs> mm -hmm. side of that is the ceiling's really high yeah right yeah. Um, and so i think that's where it allows us to give you kind of realistic expectations of mm -hmm. hey like your power, you know, your mobility is great, but your power is really low. So mm -hmm. you're going to be somebody we really need to work on, you know, whether it's a strength element or a speed element, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, your power numbers, I had a uh, call the other day, power numbers were like really, really good. Obviously, this is not as common. But power numbers mm -hmm. were like 80th percentile, like better than 8 out of 10 people mm -hmm. in their age group. But their club speed was like 20th percentile. Mm -hmm. So it was like they were only better than like one other person. Yeah. Right? Um, and so it was like, okay, well, you have the power. You don't have the club speed. Because then we looked at their mobility, and they failed all four. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, I know very clearly what we need to remove, <laughs> remove that barrier. So now you can actually rotate, and boom, speed's going to go up like 10 miles an hour. Like, right. it's going to be really, really cool. People, like, you need to move 
the medics are gonna think I'm like drugging her or something. <laughs> I was gonna say, put some sunglasses on her, we can have burners. <laughs> we good? We're good. Okay. So what would you say somebody with the opposite of those power numbers? So their club head speed is in like the 80th percentile, but their general power producing capabilities, that's like 20th percentile. What, what do you tell them? Welcome to the club, you and most other single digit handicappers out there, right? So I think this is what we see is the better the player, they tend to be better if you think of like the four quadrants, right? Of they can get faster, they can get speed from their equipment, from good technique, from good mobility, or from good power. So in this case, obviously, mobility and power probably are have deficits, uh, but their technique is really good or they're, they're, they're fit with the right equipment. So they can create that gap, right, where they're 80 percentile up top in terms of how fast they're swinging, but what their body can actually handle is way down here, and we call that gap the injury gap, right? So that's the most common thing that we see. You know, step one, you know, the ticking time bomb, right? Get rid, you know, fix all those mobility restrictions, get rid of those, and then whether it's a strength, usually there's an element of strength, uh, you know, developing that, those strength numbers, and then obviously then like overspeed training or something along those lines may become more valuable. I think the key here to think about for anyone watching this at home is if that is you and you go do overspeed training, the likelihood that you're going to get hurt is like, it's not a matter of if, it's when. When are you going to get hurt? You're, you're driving a Porsche into a brick wall. Uh, you don't have brakes. <laughs> like, maybe cool to see your speed numbers on, on like a radar or something or on TrackMan like going up. But if you don't have the strength to control that, you're going to become visiting you know, either us or somebody else in the physical therapy world. <laughs> To rehab it. Cool to explain that to people too from the coach's side. And like, you don't need to swing the golf club any more than you are already. Yeah. You actually need to spend more time in the gym focusing on these parts, getting stronger, building force production, and almost less time swinging. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you say that, they're like, oh, wow, like I've only been working my technique for years and years and swinging the golf club more and more. And, you know, that's what we want to kind of taper down. So it's cool to explain that to them. and kind of show them that, you know, the golf swing can be built in the gym too, not just on the course. I just like understand the law of diminishing returns, right? You can only swing so many times and continue to get better. I think when we talk about overspeed or like specific speed training, if that, if your profile is such that you're already swinging faster than what your power numbers are, going and grabbing sticks and swinging fast, like you're just, you're increasing your injury gap. You're not helping yourself out long-term is you're really, you're looking for a short-term Band-Aid fix in term, instead of actually really looking at yourself, look at this, the value of this home assessment is you can see where you are and see, are you a candidate for that? If you are, mm -hmm. like, they're awesome. Like, they can literally, like, say, they have saved golfers' careers and I'm, they're not enjoying the game at all. They have the right profile. They go do that. They add 10 yards, 20 yards. Like, that's magical for that person. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is that most of you watching this right now are not that person right this minute. Not to, you can be, but we need to. I think that's the value of the assessment is understanding: are you there or are you not? Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's one of the things is when I take a call and somebody answers, they go, "Yeah, I, I swing speed sticks this many times a day. When can I start incorporating speed sticks in the training that you're giving me? I want to swing. I want to swing." It's one of those things where it's like, "All right, like let's just hit pump the brakes real quick. Let's make sure you have brakes. <laughs> <let's, laughs> yes, yeah, so let's make sure you have brakes. But let's just pump the brakes real quick and." Let's just take a look back and let's go back to square one. I think just, it should be like a checklist. First, you have to pass mobility. If you're not passing mobility, there's obviously boom, right there we know where to start. 
Then we look at your power producing capabilities and then that kind of sends us, hey, that drives us into which path we can take. And as, as Chris mentioned, as Alex mentioned, there is a correct path that the power numbers can lead you into doing the speed sticks. However, most often that's not the case. Most often that path is gonna take you back to the mobility and kind of um, direct you into fixing your movement first and then taking you into that strength base and then um, developing that power and speed. Kind of, I guess, wrapping everything up in a short, how it all ties together. Um, anything else, guys? To build speed, you don't necessarily need to be working speed. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's a really good point. I guess to touch on this and just to kind of drive the idea home is I've had online virtual clients who have done 12 weeks of mobility training and dare I say minimum actual overload strength training and they've increased their club head speed up to three miles an hour in a 12 week period. It can be as simple as just fixing that's a movement. Ten, that's 10 yards. Yeah. But it's because it's you're bringing the right fix. That's what we want to do for you is we want you to understand when you take this result, even if you're not working with us, like this is free on our website and Caleb can put the link above or below or wherever he wants to put it, but like, like download it if you haven't already, <laughs> see where you're at and you know, then, then, and then watch this video with your results in front of you and say, okay, I failed that. So I shouldn't be doing this. Um, but really understand. I was, I, I love the analogy of my first car was an 86 Honda Accord, right? Like little four cylinder, right? <laughs> right. Like that was rusted out on the side. Like, <laughs> Um, but like I could push that gas pedal as hard as I want. I could push it through the floor. It's only going to go as fast as it's going to go, right? And that is most of you watching this video. You are like you you're, you can keep pushing hard, 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 hard. You can go you know over speed training, whatever the impulse training. There's lots of training devices and products out there. But if you're the '86 Honda Accord, you're not going to turn into a 2020 like Charger, right? <laughs> like or Ferrari. Just by swinging, it's like you need to actually build up the horsepower that you have available to use, uh, and that horsepower is found in mobility training, and it's found in strength training. Um, in the rare cases, and these do exist, um, where you you have the horsepower, you're just not using it. That's the beauty of when those sorts of training systems can be like life changing. Right. So these tests are important, and it's a good idea to get tested and have a coach break it down for you if you need to. And then that's how we customize our programs, get a good customized program for you, because obviously with all these different numbers, everybody's so different that everybody's program is going to be vastly different. Um, and that's where a good coach comes in and good programming comes in. And retest. We what do you guys do like every 10 or 12 weeks? Yeah, for mobility, we can see results in as much as like three to four weeks. So yeah. we'll test it a little sooner. So test yourself like every month to make sure you're making progress. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then to see the more physiological changes with power, we'll take like a good three months maybe, like two yeah. or three months and see how yeah. strength has changed. Well, and the cool thing is when you get that person who was 80-20, and they do a lot of the, they do the right stuff. And three months later, you test, and now they're like 85, 70. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like now you've closed that gap. Like yeah. you've, you've just gained a, a ton of longevity, less yeah. injury risk, and you gained some speed. Yeah. And you did it the right way. Um, sure. And there may be times where you use speed training, then you kind of cycle in, you cycle out based on what your profiling is. But yeah. um, definitely see where you're at. Yeah, yeah. Definitely um, hit up that link, take the initial assessment yourself. Um, see if there's there's anything that you can do to benefit yourself or, or maybe we could do to help benefit you. And um, if you really enjoyed this video, make sure you um, hit a like for us and stay in tune for what's to come. Thanks a lot, guys.